Hey there, friend. We're so glad you could join us. Here we like to highlight the best of humanity while offering a dose of positivity to hopefully brighten your day. But more importantly, we want you to know whatever you're going through, whatever you're feeling, you're not alone. We're here to stand with you. I'm Chuck Rendon. And I'm Amy Nalawai. And this is A World of Hopes. All right, Amy. Well, I'm excited to be back once again. <laughs> I, I think I found a very humorous and uh, <laughs> all-around heartwarming story of hope this week. <laughs> I think it's going to be a good one. Nice. I can't can't wait to hear it. <laughs> yeah, but before we get there, I, I just wanted to check in. How are things with you? What's going on? Oh, it's, I mean, I, I feel like... It's same old, same old. I, the, the, the random thing <laughs> that happened to me today, apparently I like took a chunk out of the side of my foot and didn't notice. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> and um, I thought I had knocked over some water and that the puddle my foot was in was from the water, but it was actually blood <laughs> from my foot. <laughs> yeah, that was okay. my excitement. Well- <laughs> I don't know if excitement's the word I would use, but yeah, that's. <laughs> I'm yeah, that was my my special moment for tonight. I just I I it it wasn't like it didn't seem like a bad cut, and I'm, I I think it's fine. Like I put a bandaid on it, <laughs> and, and we're good. We're good. My foot hasn't fallen off yet, so yeah, I'll I'll, I'll check it again and <laughs> before I go to bed, and hopefully hopefully it'll be fine. But it was just like completely random because I apparently had no idea that I had even done it and um I had like bled all over myself <laughs> and had no clue like there was I, I looked down and I was like oh my gosh I have blood all over my feet what's going on and I had to try and figure out what had happened and uh, the moral of the story here I I don't know <laughs> well it just goes to show you like the perils of podcasting you know this is the <laughs> stuff you have to like push through right I mean Hey, it's going to happen. Some, some days you might just have to sit in a pool of your own blood. Just yep, get the job it, done. It's true. <laughs> it's true. But uh, yeah, the irony is that, you know, it was, I was cut open and bleeding for I don't know how long, enough that like both of my feet were covered <laughs> in blood and I had no clue and I couldn't feel a thing. But now that I like know that it's there and the Band-Aid is on it, like I feel it throbbing. It hurts. I'm such a pansy. <laughs> like, I don't understand how the brain works in this regard. This already might go down as the best opening we've ever had to a world of hopes. Oh, a world of hopes. <laughs> yes. Let's, let's I, hope I that it. nobody else has to bleed all over their foot <laughs> to have a story to share. But, um, aside from that, uh, all is well, just, um, you know, <laughs> getting used to, if that's the 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 worst of things i'll take it Ah, that's true true. yeah yeah i i'm just trying to um get back into good sleep you know i kind of had mentioned we were talking about daylight savings time change and and uh that always throws me for a loop and it just takes me so long to get back into um the rhythm of good sleep and i know that Sleep affects so many things. Um, and I know that. Yeah, it really does. And maybe it's knowing that too that like kind of gets me all psyched out. 
that it makes it more difficult to, to it, actually it adds get pressure sleep. when you can't yeah. sleep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause you so, know, it's going to affect you the next day. Exactly. Right. And, uh, I know that, you know, maybe I just need to change my mindset on sleep and work on that. But yeah, I, I've been experiencing a few nights of much better sleep. And so that feels good. Um, but all in all, yeah, just, just trudging along, you know, the, the rest of the world, uh, is very mask free work for me is not. And so it's been very interesting for, you know, regionally speaking, masks are no longer required for certain settings, but because, um, it's a healthcare setting they're still required. And, um, it's just a very interesting, (laughs) interesting dynamic, but it very, it very much feels like, I don't know. Like, I feel like COVID was a long time ago. Maybe it's because when I got sick, it felt like forever ago. (laughs) I don't know what the deal is. It's a very strange, strange time that we are in right now. It's like this weird, I kind of feel like we're in limbo in some way. Yeah, in a way, it's like, well, at least in terms of COVID, right? I mean, it's very positive right now because our our cases are the lowest they've ever been, I believe, since the pandemic started. Mm -hmm. So that is a win, but... Of course, we've lived through this for two years now, and part of you just believes, like, okay, is this just the uh, quiet before the storm here? Right. <laughs> what what's to come? And right, uh, yeah. So it, it's it's rather interesting. I, I think you know, psychologically speaking, of course, you know, uh, this these last two years have done a number on a, a lot of us, right? I mean, me, me speaking personally, I mean, it's it's just a uh, had a huge impact on my mental health at times and just, uh, you know, sort of this ping pong, like, okay, like things are getting better. Oh, just kidding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> things are worse than ever now or, or whatever, you know? And so it's like, I'm, I'm heading into this season right now with some, I'm trying not to be pessimistic. I'm trying to be more optimistic. Cautiously but it, optimistic. There you go. Yeah. 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 So that that's that's where I'm at. Yeah, cautiously optimistic, but also in the back of my mind, I pre- prepare for the worst. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I feel that. I feel that. All right. Well, after all the fun of uh, catching up there, <laughs> real exciting times. <laughs> uh, let's say we bring in some actual hope here. Yes, let's get to the good stuff. Yes, I have a very uh, fun story this week that comes to us from London, and uh, I found it on the Good News Network. So there apparently is a town in London who have uh, decided to close uh, a road, and not just one road, actually, a number of them, in order to allow toads to cross the street safely uh, because apparently they cross to get to this pond where they like to breed. And uh, in the past, I guess uh, the residents have complained that they've noticed that, uh, you know, some of these poor toads end up getting squished on the road as cars go by. So they took it upon themselves to petition the town and the town actually took action. And they decided uh, since I believe 2010, they've closed these roads every year during the toads little migration pattern time <laughs> when they when it's their time to head to the pond to uh, you know season <laughs> yes which it, it's just hilarious like i i love the fact that this town 
decided to close roads <laughs> just allow the toads safe passage. I mean, the community must love these critters. Like, <laughs> I, I, I sort of imagine, I don't know, I imagine this like sitting in a quiet English cottage, uh, beautiful trees and a babbling brook leading to a pond and the sound of a bajillion toads croaking, ribbiting, whatever it is that they do. <laughs> you know that sound like that when there's a whole bunch of them, like that's what I imagine. <laughs> yeah. You're hearing them say Budweiser or something. <laughs> no. <laughs> I just dated myself. Yeah. Oh, that was an old commercial. That was really old. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. But uh, <laughs> wow. I just, uh, with this community, like they have to love these toads. That's awesome. That they're actually like wanting to, I, I would think it would be an inconvenience and that they wouldn't want to close their roads. That's what's so nice about the story to me is like the entire community, like no one is really protesting this. They're not complaining about it. Uh, you know, in, in the article, when, a lot of the townsfolk were interviewed like they they loved it they actually one of them even said it like this is the british thing to do like mm -hmm. we're going to allow these toads to cross and and i love it you know you you look at pictures of it and they literally they have these signs with the road barricaded and it said like road closed for migrating toads oh my gosh but even beyond that is they actually have toad patrol volunteers who protect this area to ensure that people do not disturb these toads as they're making their way to the pond. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Which dude, how amazing would that be? Like I'm on the toad patrol. Like, <laughs> like does it get any better than that? Oh my gosh. I, I just hope they like have like a fun little uniform or like maybe a little badge, you know, that just says toad patrol. Cause that would be amazing. Oh, Head, I, I would want to be, you know, head toad patrol. Who gets to be the the main person in charge? <laughs> Chief toad patrol, Chief the toad, toad sheriff, if you will. Yeah. Yes, I mean, too funny. Like I'm trying to imagine somewhere in the states where they would something similar would happen, and I I can't think of anything. I know there's areas where like animals are protected and things like that, but nothing to the extent of a community actually wanting to like c close a road <laughs> that they use. I'm assuming that people like live off of this road. Yeah. From what I understand, there's a few homes, so it doesn't see a whole lot of traffic, but okay. you know, there, there were some uh, clearly in the past, like there were some toad incidents here with cars. So that, that, that was the whole idea to section it off to protect oh these gosh. toads. So it doesn't sound like it's a su it's super inconvenient to the town, but I, I just love that they're all behind it. And, you know, another one of the uh, townsfolk was interviewed and their, their quote, I just love it. She's so like, only people from the outside area would complain about this. Mm -hmm. uh, the toads live here, don't they? So it's their right of way. They have the right of way because they're also members of this town. <laughs> Which that's a that's just a great way to think about it. Like, hey, we we care so much about our community. 
not just the people, but the animals and the ecosystem involved. And uh, I, I just think that's cool. It's a really cool attitude to have. It's nice to see that they acknowledge the wildlife that is native to that spot, you know, that it's not, it's not just about them. That's cool. Of course, it's a, it's a humorous story, right? I mean, seeing like the road closed for toad migration. But at the same time, there's kind of a bigger uh, point to this, you know, and it's the whole idea of how we as people need to look after our world and our and the wildlife that are in it, right? It, we're all kind of part of this one big ecosystem here in the earth. And yeah, you know, it, it might just be toads, but you know, toads, like every, every creature, like they, they contribute to the ecosystem and, you know, so just kind of looking out for each other, toad or otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's uh, awesome. Yeah. It's, it's just a cool idea. I, I, I love that, uh, you know, they, they actually go as far as to having a toad patrol and, you know, clearly it's, it's kind of a tongue in cheek British thing. And, and I just love it. I, I think, it's a it's a great message, and you know if you're in an in an area like hey, you know you have like ducks or or whatever, right? Like maybe just take some time to think like hey, how can I uh, you know help the other creatures around in my neighborhood or my town? So, That's true. Just something to think about. That's true. I went on a walk the other day um, on my lunch break, and uh, I walked through a neighborhood and. Um, I did happen to notice there was one house, uh, it was a corner house, and underneath the shade, this big shady tree, um, I, I saw that there were two ducks. And I, I thought it was really interesting because usually ducks are around water. Well, they had put out like a, a little thing of water and like... <laughs> It was like they made a little duck habitat for them. So, you know, I never really, I never really thought of it that way, but going, uh, going out of our way to, to make the wildlife that's native to wherever we live, um, feel welcome and safe and protected and able to continue to thrive despite, um, you know, all the hustle and bustle of, of life around them. That's, that's pretty cool. So I like it. It is, you know, it is. And I like the idea that, Hey, you know, the, the wildlife in your community is your community. Like it, it, it it's just your world, right? And why, why wouldn't you want to just like you would help your fellow neighbor? Hey, help your fellow frog look after your fellow <laughs> frog or toad or whatever the case may be. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, I I read it and honestly, it brought a huge smile to my face. And it, it was one of those, it's one of those stories that there's a lot of fun in it, but also, you know, it, it has a, a bigger message and, and I think it's, it's an important one. And yeah, you know, these days I, I think it's important to think about your environment and the earth and, and everything like, and everything that goes into that. A very unexpected, but lovely story of hope. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> It is, it is, man. Who would have thought, you know, the toads bring hope. I love it. (laughs) The toads bring hope. All right, everyone. Well, I think that about does it for our episode this week. If you enjoyed your time with us and the toads, 
The best way to ensure you never miss a conversation is to subscribe and follow the podcast. You can find out how to do that at worldofhopes.com. And we would love to connect with you between episodes on our Instagram. You can find us at AWO Hopes. And don't forget to tag us in any stories of hope you find and share your own experiences of hope and positivity with us there as well. And with that, don't forget to spread a little bit of hope in your corner of the world. Thanks for listening. Until next time, take care. We'll talk with you soon. Bye. I just have flashbacks to when I was in kindergarten and we were having like our snack with the graham cracker and milk. Did you do that in kindergarten? I can barely remember yesterday. <laughs> okay. I mean, I remember weird things about kindergarten. So I, I well, this is this is why I remember this because I was literally sitting out there eating my graham cracker, drinking my milk, and I had to go to the bathroom, but I was enjoying my graham cracker so much I didn't want to leave. So. I just peed my pants and I was like just sitting there in a puddle of pee like around me and I was just trying to act nonchalant about it like what puddle what puddle yeah that was me I I was a kid sitting in his own pee (laughs) because he wanted a graham cracker didn't want to miss snack that, that says that gives you all you need to know about me right with that story. <laughs> I'm the guy who will pee his pants not to miss a snack. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, and on that cheery note. <laughs>